0: Thank
1: I'm your host, Ryan. I almost uh, forgot how to talk. I am so happy to be back. I haven't recorded an episode in probably three weeks, maybe a month. I just took a couple weeks off for Thanksgiving. And obviously, with the surprise launch of Halo Infinite, I wanted to dedicate all my time to playing as much as I could. And obviously, you know, have a ton of fun on that. I've already, phew, I think I'm well over a couple hours worth of gameplay. Uh, I'm sorry, a couple days, (laughs) yeah, a couple hours, that's good, Uh, a couple days of gameplay, and it's just been an absolute blast, Uh, a little, you know, a little uh, concerns and things I'm disappointed by, but today we talk about Halo Infinite's multiplayer, and today we are to talk and just go through everything, it's been long awaited, it's been anticipated, and I'm excited to talk about it, so first off, uh, it's good. Um, if you wanted to hear that, I can tell you right now it's very, very good. Um, gameplay and mechanically, it's probably the best it's been since Halo three. Um, and Halo Two is my favorite, so it feels so good. It just it's insane. So yeah, I just you know, I, I think we're very good to start off there and say that the you know, in this episode there's gonna be a lot of highs, but there's gonna be some lows and I think it's gonna be more of a productive thing though. I, I definitely think they deserve some critique and um if you've been paying attention to reddit or twitter or if you follow any halo youtubers then you already know what those critiques are and you've definitely f- potentially seen uh three Three's feedback and that is they feel the same way and they are going to do the best they can to address it um so i kind of wanted to talk about nothing but multiplayer today uh next week you guys will get the campaign review as i will be playing it uh wednesday so i'm recording this on monday december 6th um Super excited to actually kind of separate uh both aspects of Halo Infinite. But yeah, so I kinda of wanna start I kinda of wanted to start off with like my initial wants and you know what I thought about what we would have actually got with this game and I was kinda of hoping it would have been like you know, Halo Reach in terms of like the content drop. I know that's kind of a lot to ask for considering the campaign is not open world, but yes, it's open to what they give you, I guess. Um, they're still like bouncing around that, even though from like the gameplay, they should just call it that. But I know like creating a new engine, uh, you know, the teams changing up, creative direction, changing up. Um, you know, it was starting to look a little, uh, glim or, uh, (laughs) gleam. I don't even, I can't even think of the word, you know, it wasn't looking too good. You know, like I knew there was going to be things cut, I just didn't know the scope of what would have been cut uh, for this game. And they hadn't shown the multiplayer for a long time. They hadn't shown anything. And they were just doing the Halo Insider, uh, you know, once a month on Thursday, like, uh, interview show. And it was cool. It did did give you insight into the creative process and, you know, what they are working on with the game. But it still wasn't. It was cool, but it wasn't enough. Um, You know, we obviously got. I uh, had an idea of what to expect of the multiplayer in the campaign, but there was no uh, gameplay. There was, you know, there, there's not even uh, screenshots until, you know, later on down the road. And then we got the first technical preview, but I, I just really wanted there to be like Forge, Firefight. And then I didn't know I had to say it, but co-op, <laughs> co-op for the campaign. And as you, if you don't know, there will be no campaign at launch. So that is a sour spot, but you know. Yeah, unfortunately, it is what it is. They had to make cuts. And from the reviews I'm seeing from other out, uh, sources, it looks like those cuts were worth it to get a finalized product. So you have to really take it for what you will. Um, so, yeah, I was hoping to get co-op. You know, I was hoping to play this, you know, day one with, you know, Jarrett, Casual Gamer, Alex, you know, just co-op campaign, doing your thing. Hell, even a uh, firefight, you know, that's always a good one. Forge, you know, with the art style that they have for this game, I was really excited about Forge, like I know it's going to be cool. I'm actually okay with that being de- uh delayed. You know, I'm not going to knock the game for that. Um, you know, uh, Halo 5 got it 2 months after launch. Uh we're getting it here uh 8 months after launch or something like that. Um you know, the the Forge is going to carry the game on its own if it had to. So I'm not saying it's like a cop out, but I'm totally okay with that being delayed. But everything else I was like uh, it's kind of a bummer they haven't even talked about firefights so i don't know if that's going to happen but uh, co-op not being there at launch was kind of a bummer you know i was hoping that 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 would be there obviously that was like one of my initial wants uh and i just wanted the game to play like the old trilogy i, I really wanted them to go back to the original multiplayer and that was kind of one of the things that got me excited with these halo insider updates is the mention of equipment and how the best way to put equipment in a multiplayer is that it's basically halo 3's equipment, but you know, really, you know, really expanded on. And I think they just did an amazing job. Uh, you know, that did actually work out really well. You know, what they said is what happened. It, it does play like a lot of halo three where, you know, you'd pick up a trip mine and then you throw it and that's it. Like you're done. So it's the same thing here when you use the grapple shot, like once you're done using it, that's it. You have to go find another one. So I like that quite a bit. Um, but yeah, honestly, my initial want at this point, you know, six years later after Halo 5, <laughs> I just wanted a good Halo game. I just wanted a good multiplayer that's fun to play. Everyone can hop into it and have a good time. And mechanically and like I said, gameplay speaking, that's exactly what they did. They They gave us that, and I'm very grateful for it, and it's very cool. So November 15th was the 20th anniversary of Xbox's, you know, Xbox and Halo. So they had a 20th anniversary stream, and to end the stream, they surprise launched uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer almost a month early, and it's been such a good time ever since. It was kind of like leaked over the weekend, but you know, in my opinion, it's it's such a huge leak. You're like, this this isn't happening. Like this can't be happening. And then it actually did. So that was very cool, and uh, you know, that was obviously a very positive thing, but. You know, I, I think this game is great, but now I'd like to go into detail on the content that was here available at launch. And then I will actually be talking about the first event, uh, the Fractured Event Tenrai, where you can get an exclusive armor core to the event. Uh, this, this armor core will be tied to the event and it won't be specifically canon to Halo. So, for instance, uh, the Fractured Tenrai event gives you like a jam- Japanese, like Ronin inspired armor very cool. We will definitely talk about that though. So I kind of want to just jump straight into it and talk about the playlists that were available at launch. Uh, once again, this, I'm recording this December 6 2021. So if people listen to this down the road, <laughs> there's probably going to be massive changes, but here was available at launch. So, uh, for new players, uh, bot boot camp was, um, a playlist that was there at, available at launch. So people who wanted to, you know, freshen up on their skills or people who are fresh to the franchise can hop in and get a grip of the weapons the controls the equipment and then you know kind of fine-tune how they feel about their gameplay you know whether it's changing your settings your controller you know your button layout or your whole button scheme i mean it could be bumper jumper or default i play default um just it's a really good way to kind of get used to the game itself and um I played a shit ton of bot bootcamp besides leveling up on double XP and stuff. Um, it helped me with my accuracy quite a bit and it was kind of fun. Cause it was like kind of like a time trial to see how fast you and the randoms or whoever you're playing with can beat the bots. So it was actually, it's actually way more fun than I could have possibly imagined. I was happy about the bots being announced, uh, for multiplayer. Like I was never opposed to it, but I didn't know what to think of it necessarily. Cause I feel like sometimes when games add bots, It's kind of like a bummer, but it was actually fun to play against them in the multiplayer. Um, Like I said, it's a very good way to do training with other people. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Next up is uh, Quick Play. So you can do Quick Play where it's just hop in, 4v4s. You got CTF, you know, Capture the Flag, Slayer, Oddball, and Strongholds. Uh, Strongholds is uh, basically Domination from Call of Duty, if that's the best reference for you guys. There's A, B, and C. Whichever team controls two or three points gets one point for two, um, you know, holding two zones, or two points per tick for holding all three zones. It's a very chaotic, very, very chaotic game mode. It's very fun to play on some maps. Um, Oddball is back. So it's uh, two rounds of whichever team gets to 100 first. So it's two rounds of that. So, you know, basically 200 points. And then uh, Slayer, your traditional Slayer, first to 50 kills, and then capture the flag. Same thing here. You know, it's first to uh, three flag captures. So quick play is amazing. Um, it's just a great way to hop in and do your 4v4s. I mean, that's great. Uh, we got ranked BR starts, so, and no radar. So that's ranked. That's that playlist. Uh, same thing. You got CTF, Slayer, Oddball, and I think Stronghold as well. I, for some reason, I'm blanking on that at this moment. But ranked is fun. With the BR starts, you can do solo duo queues, or you, you can do solo duo controller, or cross play goal, global, doesn't matter the party size. So you can actually kind of like tune your settings for ranked. Uh, you know, it's very cool. I, I like that a lot. Uh, so far with those, they're very good uh, playlists. I was hoping there would be more, because like in MCC, I would do like... Halo 3 Slayer, but I'd also put on objective and Slayer. So quick play is great, but I still like the option of like choosing which modes I want to play, and so that's something that 343 really needs to hone in on and add more playlists for that, or just those kind of options. Um, let alone their own specific playlist, in my opinion. And they've already addressed this, and it's something they plan on doing by the end of the year in terms of like uh, Rumble Pit, uh, SWAT, and I think another game mode. But we'll we'll see. You know, I I don't, you know, they have a lot on their plate and the holidays are coming up, so we'll see what they can do, especially you're launching the campaign in a couple days. So they have a lot going on right now. Um, uh, but my, my, my biggest critique so far with these game modes, uh, oddball and CTF specifically, uh, it bothers me quite a bit that the melee with the odd, you know, when you're holding the skull for oddball and when you're holding the flag for CTF, that it's not a one hit melee anymore. I think that's extremely frustrating. I don't know why they change that. You know, you're a defenseless, you know, objective carrier. Like you there's nothing you can do. So you have to drop the ball or the flag just to help your teammates. Like I like the days where you can kind of bait people into <laughs> the objective carrier, you know, if you're holding the ball or flag, and then you just start beating the hell out of everyone and getting those kills and helping out the team and you know collectively scoring points. Like, I don't know. Who came up with that decision? But it needs to be reversed. I I just think it's it's so frustrating. How many times I've seen myself and so many others go for that kill because they're so used to it with all the halos, and then it you know it's changed and it's like, why the fuck did they do that? You know, like everyone's pretty much upset by it once they come to that realization, and I I just think. Uh, that was a really bad oversight. I I don't understand why that's a thing. I'm sure maybe somewhere it's explained. I haven't seen anything, but that needs to be changed immediately. I I think it's just ridiculous. It makes me not want to grab the ball. Like that's the thing too, right? So like if we're going for slays while holding the objective, it makes me not want to go for the objective at all. We just need to slay the team out. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not a huge fan of that. I think the game modes are great, I just think that those settings need to be changed. Like I just it's not it doesn't make any sense. You know, you're such a def like you know, Halo four you know, Halo Four when you had the flag, you had a gun in your hand, you know, you had the handgun in your hand, you know, the pistol, like that's different. I think Halo 5 did that too, but you could still juggle and Halo 4 you couldn't. Um You know, that that's fine. I think oddball still is one hit kill. Those two things are major gripes in my opinion, because I I love objective halo. I think objective halo is just the best, you know, Slayer is always going to be fun, but I think playing as a team and going for the objective is just time and time again, just the best. Um, Also, hopefully they add king of the hill. Um, Well, that's basically strongholds. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know why that was a decision somewhere. I really don't like it. So I hope that gets changed. Uh, Next up is Big Team Battle. So Big Team Battle in Halo Infinite is now 12v12. And I got to tell you, it's a shit ton of fun. It's probably some of the most fun I've ever had in Halo Big Team. Uh, It's very chaotic because of how many people are on the map. And I think uh, one of my friends made a really good point that it feels like you're fighting like, like fire teams are fighting each other. So it's like 4v4, 4v4 here and there and there. And it really does feel like that in certain moments. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that's a testament to, I mean, I could be wrong. Someone can let me know, but I think that's kind of like a testament to like the sandbox and the level design, right? Because that means that everyone's going somewhere on the map and they're having fights around the map instead of one confined spot, which you don't want to see as a level designer. You don't want to see that. You want to see people going everywhere. So like, one of the big team maps that we'll talk about when I get to the maps section of this conversation is, you know, fragmentation, right? So on each side of the map, there is um, a loot cave for each team. And, you know, people can fight for those. People can fight for the mid, you know, where you got active camo, and you got shotguns on each as you go into that little center cave. There's just a lot going on. And I uh, I think, yeah, I think that's like a testament to how good their uh, map design is because i'm thinking about the other map deadlock which has a giant banished aa gun in the middle you got the middle which you can push up right through or you can go to the left cave or you know you can go to the cave which has the grapple shot and a rocket launcher or cinder shot or if you go to the pelican that's down you can get a sniper or skewer on the other side of the map there's just so many options like i think these you know i really gotta hand it to them (laughs) um Sorry, guys. I'm getting excited as I'm talking about this because I really like their maps. You know, these big team maps are fucking badass. Like, maybe they, they might have balancing issues, you know, here and there. But, you know, like one team getting a commando spawn on deadlock while the other team gets a battle rifle. I mean, I think that's kind of dumb. But uh, in terms of, like, where you can walk around, like, I'm thinking about it right now. I walk everywhere on those maps. That I mean, that's good. You know, there's some people who play uh, Valhalla and they're only on the middle. You know, they're only at top mid instead of going through the caves on the left or you know going through um, the right side of the map with the chain gun, the bubble shield. It's just, in my opinion, that's one of the best things about Halo in general. But I think they really nailed it here with their big team battle maps. You know, you got CTF on it, capture the flag on these maps is great. Slayer's very fun, and then you got total control, which is. Still strongholds, but it takes all three zones for a team to score. And the first team to score three times wins. So that is a very, very tough map. And I actually forgot to include it, but it's also um, the Power Seeds one. I forgot the name of the uh, game mode. But yeah, you have to collect five Power Seeds, and the first team to do this three times will win. So you score one point for each five Power Seeds you can have. And I just think it's absolutely incredible big team battle is really, really good. And I honestly, that was like my biggest hope for this game is that big team battle with the equipment and the weapon sandbox and the vehicles is just, you know, really fun and enjoyable for everyone. So that's, that's good. It feels good to remember that all of a sudden. (laughs) Um, next up, I want to talk about the maps. Uh, so we got live fire, which was the first map they showed, Uh, in the reveal trailer. It's like the training grounds map. Um, it's, it's a cool map, but I'm noticing as I play this game more, I'm really starting to hate it though. Like I hate playing team-based objective modes on it. And I think that's because I find the weapon to be quite unbalanced for this game mode, you know, like oddball or uh, strongholds. I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't like live fire. Unless it's Slayer, I don't think it's a good map. I think Live Fire is perfect for, like, custom games. Also, it's going to be good for uh, Rumble Pit, you know, your free-for-all. I think it's going to be amazing for that. Uh, It's going to be very, very good. So uh, that's the first map. And then the second map, and I'm going off of maps that were revealed. So, like, the first technical preview and then, you know, the second one and then launch. Uh, The second map we got our uh, hands on was recharge Uh, it's in an industrial it's like an industrial map it's inside a facility and i gotta tell you i really really like recharge it's not my favorite or anything but it's so fun to play on you really can't go wrong with this map i think uh i think it provides a lot of fun gameplay and just certain instances like uh i think oddball on it's really good uh yeah i think uh i think oddballs good strongholds is very challenging on this map because the verticality to it you know there's a couple levels on certain parts (sighs) excuse me sorry probably shouldn't record a podcast after eating dinner am i right (laughs) um yeah i think i think uh recharge is good it's 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 a beautiful looking map too aesthetic it's aesthetically pleasing i really do enjoy looking at it um i i haven't heard a lot of people hate it. You can get the grapple shot on it and basically we just become Spider-Man inside a facility. It's just very badass. And then you can grapple shot the gravity hammer energy sword and go to town. So definitely some fun moments in this map. Uh, next up would be Bizarre. So Bizarre is a map that I think a lot of people don't like. But I, I fucking love this map. So Bizarre is a symmetrical Highly vertical map. It takes place in New Mombasa. It looks just like it's ripped from, like, it looks like it's ripped straight out of outskirts from Halo 2. Uh, This map looks amazing. Uh, It's got chickens that run around, so that's cool. Um, Yeah, I just, I think this map is amazing. You got the rockets in the uh, top mid, and then underneath the rockets, you got the grapple shot. Underneath the rockets building, you have the shotgun. Um, Other side has active camo and overshields definitely uh just a lot to this map that i really really enjoy uh next up is behemoth so behemoth is the first 4v4 map to have vehicles in it since i think halo 3 uh it's a sand map that has uh, two forerunner structures it's completely symmetrical uh in the bottom mid it has your power up active camo or overshield and then each right side either has a skewer or sniper and they also have vehicles Uh, Either the Banshee or Ghost or Chopper or Warthog or Rocket Hog. Uh, It's a very badass map. I really do like it. I do think at moments it might be a tad uh, a little too open. Um, But I I do enjoy the map. Excuse me. Uh, Next up is uh, the maps that we got at launch for 4v4. So we got Aquarius. uh, Another really solid map. Very, very Halo 5-ish in my opinion. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but this definitely reminds me of like a map that could have been in Halo 5 or reminds me of a map. I don't remember the map's name, but I think it's called Depths or something like that. A very solid map. It's very fun to play on. It has active camo, top mid, and then just weapons throughout the map. Not a lot going on here, but it's great for capture the flag. You just grab the flag and then uh, juggle the flag straight through the top, you know, straight through the middle of the map you know, if you have your team slaying the other opponents, or if you have your team that can communicate, it's probably going to be one of the easiest flag captures you can possibly get. So, uh, definitely one of my favorite maps for CTF. Uh, next up is Streets, another uh, another map that looks like it can be ripped straight from Halo Two. Uh, it takes place at night. Also a new Mombasa. It's got some neon lights and uh, it's just a badass map. You at bottom mid, you got rockets. Um, depending on which side you spawn, if you spawn streets, um, or if you go to the streets, you got a shotgun and then the arcade has some plasmas, plasma grenades, sorry. Uh, and that's pretty much the map. The map is great. Um, one spawn does get the commando rifle or I think battle rifle. And then the other spawn gets the stalker rifle or shock rifle, uh, kind of a weird trade off there, but the map is very fun. I do enjoy playing on it. And one of my favorite maps that i I think is outstanding uh it's actually launch site um i believe it takes place on reach uh the description for the map just says saber testing program site so i'm assuming this that's still the saber program uh back on reach assuming they took uh that part of reach over or just the whole planet um the map is super fucking sick it reminds me so much of countdown from halo reach Um, it, this map is perfect for one flag CTF. It's also got vehicles in it. The warthog, uh, you got a mongoose and ghost that the attacking team spawns with, and they also can get a cinder shot. And then both teams can rush for the active camo or over shields that spawn in the middle. Uh, this, this map is amazing. Uh, the attacking team also has a giant man cannon. Um, there's just a lot going on here and I just think the map is wonderfully designed uh the endemic life that's around the map you got some wolves that you can hear um outside the map you can't see them but uh yeah just a, honestly it's probably one of the most badass maps we've gotten in a long time and uh I forgot to mention at the top of this you know that's kind of one of my biggest issues with 343 as a whole when it comes to like Halo 5 I just really really um I really don't like the the maps they make right so the Halo Five maps in my opinion were absolute trash Uh, they're just god awful and then the you know that's the you know even though Forge was amazing in Halo Five I think Forge the the art style and the templates for like the building blocks was ugly as shit so a lot of the user created maps that they made are you know uh, grabbed and put in like big team battle and Slayer they just looked ugly as shit so. I'm really glad that they kind of like honed it back into traditional level design. Um, just cause we got some, we got some wonderful levels and I really do uh, commend them on that. Cause talking about them with you guys out loud, I'm like, yeah, here's some fucking good maps. <laughs> um, uh, next up is the BTB map. So the first map we got our hands on and we saw in a trailer was fragmentation, asymmetrical, um, valley map. Honestly, it looks like it can be ripped straight from the new campaign or a previous campaign, to be honest with you. Um, just a, just a wonderful map. I, I truly like it. Um, sorry, I'm like taking a note real quick. Cause I, there's something I want to talk about that I forgot. Um, yeah, fragmentation is great. You know, the loot caves that I talked about were really cool. You got vehicles that drop in, and that's what I was taking notes on right now. That's what I wanted to talk about before I forget. Uh, before we talk about the rest of fragmentation. So in BTB vehicles are dropped in by pelicans and they're spec they're specified zones. Right. So like, excuse me, if you, uh, if you follow the pelican, you'll, you will see where it drops guaranteed. Like you will know where it drops depending on where it's flying from and, this is kind of an issue I have because as much as I love me some Pelicans and stuff being dropped off or, or ordnance being dropped down from space, I really wish that some of the, some of the more heavier vehicles were kind of just at your base. Right? So like, I wish one team had a Wraith that the other team had a tank, maybe some brew choppers. I, I don't know. They definitely need to fix that. I do want the vehicles to keep being dropped in. I'm okay with it being predictable if the teams actually get a chance at using some of the more um, diverse vehicles than just the Warthog. And hey, don't get me wrong, Warthog is my favorite vehicle, but I want to see a Banshee that's actually spawning, not dropped when the match has 30 seconds left. Uh, that's just a that's just a minor issue, but I want to bring that up real quick before I forgot. Hey, that actually blows out um, Freshener now, so it's not doing that for nothing. Uh, that's just something i wanted to bring up before i forget so yeah fragmentation back to that uh it's a badass map i love it. you got man cannons you got fusion coils you got a ton of equipment every base is loaded with precision weapons shotguns the ravager shock rifle plasma pistols nades vehicles i mean these this map is fucking sick i love this map it's very very cool Um, I really don't know what else to say. I don't think I have an issue with it because all the game modes run really, really well on it so far. And they're very challenging. (laughs) This map can create some seriously crazy battles. Uh, next up is deadlock a, a map I mentioned earlier with the banished anti air, uh, cannon on it. Just a massive turret that takes up most of the map and actually goes off as a team scores or gets close to winning the match. Um, yeah, this map is sick. It's just, it takes place at night. It's, you know, there's a bunch of rocks and, you know, you got a downed Pelican on one side of the map. You got a cave you can go through small cave, but it's still a cave. Um, the bases are cool that you spawn in, you know, they're banished bases. Uh, you got some scout towers on each side of the map, right? No one map has a scout tower. So they are not, that is not a symmetrical map, right? Yeah. They are not symmetrical. Anyways, yeah, I got a couple bunkers, like little vehicle-looking bays that have, um, you know, the scan dart or the enemy target or whatever it's called, uh, enemy locator. Just uh, honestly, I don't know. It's just a badass map. There's really nothing to it. It's very open. There's some good sight lines, but you can still take cover and try to protect yourself. So it's not too, too open where you can't accomplish anything. You just get spawn killed constantly. So far, that hasn't happened too much. Uh, real quick before I forget, it also does have shade turrets on each side of the map, uh, that the teams usually get in right away and it's because they fuck shit up. The shade turrets are amazing and I love what they've done with them. Um, they will shred you up. So please, uh, watch out for those when you're getting shot at. And they sound terrifying too. When they're going off, it does sound like a real, uh, battle. You know, when you hear the shade turrets going off at the beginning, everyone's charging at each other, you know, trying to get the power weapons or power ups, or uh, you know, start completing an objective or collecting the power seeds. Yeah, it's a, it's a badass map. I like it a lot. Um, one of the few. <laughs> so high power. Uh, it might be my favorite map so far for big team battle. High power is these two bases on a massive cliff. Uh, you got man cannons that shoot each team to the center of the cliff, where or the sl- center of the map, excuse me, where you can get a sniper, and then each side of the map. I'm sorry, the other side of the map has a rocket launcher, uh, power-ups. So there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of weapons placed, too. That's what I'm remembering as I'm talking right now is there's weapon pads all over the place. There's weapons for everyone to get and have fun with. Um, One of my favorite parts about this map, though, is not only is it really good for the objective game types and just, you know, a good old Slayer map, uh, it actually spawns a wasp in. So uh, when you hear the announcer say... uh, ground vehicles coming in Uh, a few seconds after that the wasp will spawn so there's a heads up for you but the the wasp is badass it's really fun to use and it's really nice to just see it spawn on this map like i said a little bit ago you know it's i I don't mind the pelicans dropping in vehicles i just wish there was a little bit more of a variety uh to which bases get what Um, so i'm hoping that we see that in the future uh weapon spawns are good here equipment drops are great yeah, I have really nothing bad to say about this map. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. So halo infinite's, uh, level design is easily like a, what a 10 out of 10 for me. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really, really good. I mean, I wish we did get more maps. Like I wish there was like maybe, maybe like one more BTB map, just like one more in a different biome. Um, maybe just, I It would have been really cool since they're like so much of so much of this game is art style and its campaign is like centered around the inspiration from Halo Combat Evolved. It would have been really, really cool to see Blood Gulch come back. So hopefully like one of the first remade maps they do is actually just a map that we all love and cherish. So that'd be cool. Uh, Next up, before I get into weapons, because I also wrote this down right now while I'm talking because I don't want to forget. It's just the sound design and the music. So like the main menu music and like when you win a match or lose, the music for this game is solid. It's probably the best it's been since Halo, uh, maybe Reach, um, definitely ODST, you know, of course, and then Halo 3. It's just the music is insane. You can just sit there in the main menu or in the multiplayer lobby and just listen to the music all day. Seriously, it's, it's really some good stuff. I love it uh, quote me right there. It's really good stuff. <laughs> um, and the sound design's great. All the vehicles sound amazing. The endemic life on the maps, whether they're like mole rats or whatever little rats and creatures that they have on these maps that actually are in the multiplayer, you can chase them down or shoot them if you want. Uh, the space chickens, um, they all sound amazing. They, they bring life into the maps. Um, uh, you know uh the guns sound great all the sound effects for the guns sound pretty damn good and uh, i just want to commend the uh, sound design team you know someone who loves sound like myself you know it's something i wanted to do is audio production and i went to college for it for you know there for a little bit Uh, i really appreciate everything that 343 has done with their sound team um they've that's what they actually post about the most in the last like year and a half is like sound bites. Um, that kind of give you clues as to what you can hear in the game, and I just think uh, I just think this part of the team did just such a wonderful job. And honestly, most of the, most of these people did an amazing job. You know, there's just a couple things here and there. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to commend them on that because you know, sound design's huge for Halo. It's always been something that they're pretty much good at. So it's always nice to see the you know the sound be good. And then of course the music. So far, the music's uh, wonderful. And uh, yeah, so now I wanted to move into the weapons uh to me, weapons are a huge deal when you're playing halo. It's obviously part of the sandbox, and you want it to be a big deal, right? So I wanted to talk about the assault rifle uh that was a a weapon for contention there with a lot of fans. Some people felt like it shot too far, but then I think to myself, I'm like, well, it's as- you know it's a, it's an assault rifle, like the bullet's are just not gonna drop off like. I don't know. It's just not going to drop off that right away. If you fire this weapon in bursts, you know, short, very, very short bursts, you know, the bull is just not gonna, you know, it's going to hit people. So I do think in some instances though, like it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I do think it is annoying when you're in big team battle and like I'm on the, the ridge where you can pick up sniper and this dude's at his base with an assault rifle and he's, Oh, I just hit my microphone stand. (laughs) Um, and he's going toe to toe with me, you know, like I have a battle rifle and I'm hitting my shots and he's still just hitting me without a saw rifle. Like, all right, you know, that's, that's a little ridiculous. So I don't know how they would balance that. They, I hopefully figured out cause I do think it happens just a tad too much. Um, but the weapon's great. It's got its halo reach design. Uh, I absolutely love this weapon so much. Uh, hats off to that part. You know, I love me some original halo, ri- saw rifle designs with, you know, halo, two or i'm sorry halo one and halo three but i do love the reaches awful a lot so it's cool to get it back uh next up is the pistol which they call the sidekick in this game and this is a tough one because at first i thought it was cool and then i didn't like it but now i gotta tell you i love it it's a it's a good love hate relationship uh i think the sidekick is super badass i wish one i just i wish it was like one bullet stronger and by that, I mean, I think it's annoying when I get like my whole mag is down and the guy's like one shot. I'm like, damn, it really took that long. Like, I don't know how to feel about that still. But I, like I said earlier, the bot boot camp is a great place to train. And that's what I did. I changed my settings to where I liked them on my controller and my you know sensitivity. And I took that sidekick and that's all I use. I usually, when you see me spawn, I will switch to it right away. Uh, I get perfects a lot with this gun. It's a very, very good gun. Highly underrated in my opinion now. Uh next up is the battle rifle. It's got its uh, Halo 2/Halo slash 3 design, you know, it's kind of like their own take on it. It's not too different from those, but it's back. <laughs> yeah, the battle rifle's badass. Uh, I love it. I wish it had a slightly higher fire rate. I like the Halo 2 battle rifle the best, especially for the sound design as well. Um but there is a campaign variant of the battle rifle you can get that uh well, it does just that. So yeah. The battle rifle is amazing. It's back and it's amazing to get a perfect with. I love it. Next up is the commando rifle. It replaces the DMR and it's kind of a automatic marksman rifle. It's kind of a heavier gun. You know, it's a heavier rifle, right? So uh, it's got a 20 round mag, but you can get some perfects with this and do some serious damage. The gun just takes a long time well, not a long time, but the gun takes some time to get used to. Uh, I love it. You know, I love the DMR, but I think this gun is kind of like a fun replacement for that. I don't know if it's meant to be a direct replacement, but obviously we don't have the DMR. We have this gun. So that's where I'm referring to, or that's what I'm referring to. So uh, I think this gun's great. I love the design of it. I love the sound of it. Uh, I love the optics on it too. So aiming down is really fun with it. So uh, yeah, that is the commando rifle. Uh, next up is the rocket launcher, the M41 spanker everyone's favorite rocket launcher. Um, yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> oh, it pisses me off. I, I honestly feel like this gun is so inconsistent for some reason. When I use it, I see everyone else use it very, very well, but for whatever reason, when I pick it up, I just, uh, yeah, I do really bad. <laughs> I don't do bad, but there's a couple times where like I've shot somebody with a rocket launcher and it's like, why are you one shot? like you should be dead. Like the impact killed me, but they're alive. Just stuff like that. I do, I do really believe the gun is slightly inconsistent in those situations. Cause I feel like I, I run into that situation just a tad too much. Um, if anyone else out there actually has run into this where you basically shoot someone like near point blank, I mean, I'm, we're talking really close here and they just either uh, one shot or just barely hurt. Uh, you know, message me about that. I am legitimately curious. Uh, the gun looks great. Sounds great. I love it. Can't go wrong with a rocket launcher. So next up is the S seven sniper rifle. So, uh, it's kind of like the rocket launcher where I like, I love it, but I hate it. Um, I love the sniper though. I I'm kidding. I love it. Who am I, who am I kidding? Um, getting headshots with it is extremely satisfying. My issue with it though, I do have an issue is I think it zooms in just fucking way too far. Like, the first zoom, just, like, uh, it's, it's not fun. I don't know why. And this was a problem that a lot of people ran into with the technical preview. So I'm kind of wondering if this is something that they will fix. Uh, shout out to Alex for the recommendation. But basically, when you're using the sniper, line up your shot with a reticle and then aim down sights. So that is the best way to probably use it. But I love it. I think it's a great gun. I just have that minor issue with it, but it sounds just BC. Oh my God. When, when you hear someone with this gun, it's fucking terrifying. And then when you shoot it yourself, it's extremely satisfying. So it's funny how that all works out, but I really do like the sniper. It looked, the, the design looks good. It looks like every sniper ever made combined into one. Um, so, you know, hats off to them for that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, next up is the Hydra. So the Hydra, uh, rocket launcher, right? No grenade launcher. What would we call it? What's a rocket propelled grenade, right? Well, maybe it's not rocket. Anyways, the Hydra's back from Halo 5. And what they did is, well, they made it really good. I think a lot of people don't like it and I really don't understand it because in my opinion, this gun is way more consistent than ever. So the standard firing mode for this gun is just where you shoot the rocket is where it's going to go. And now... With, uh, you know, its secondary option, if you press your aim down sights button, so for me with default controls, it's L trigger. If I press L trigger, then it goes into lock on mode, like Halo 5, and you can lock on to Spartans, vehicles, just you name it, you're locking on to them. And when you lock on, you fucking lock on, like this gun shreds vehicles and players. It takes a few rockets, but it's very, very consistent with a lock on system. Uh, if someone's wide open, they're not getting away, so uh, same thing with vehicles, of course. So I think the Hydra is amazing. I absolutely love it. I'm glad that other people don't like it so I can pick it up. And that's pretty much where I'm at with that gun. Uh, the bulldog. So the bulldog shotgun replaces the traditional halo shotgun. And at first I was kind of bummed out about it with the campaign reveal last year. Uh, but I gotta tell you the damn shotgun grew on me real quick. It just looks badass. It sounds amazing. And it's very satisfying to get kills with. I wish it was just a tad bit stronger. I do think uh, the time to kill with his gun is just a little too inconsistent uh, in my opinion or with my, you know, in my experience. Um, You know, I wish it was just a little bit better, but I love it at the same time. So it is what it is. Uh, Next up is (laughs) uh, I think something that fans have been waiting for for years and years and years to be considered a weapon the fusion coil. Uh, the fusion coil is finally a weapon and (laughs) you can pick it up with your bare Spartan hands and you can toss it at your enemies like a damn football. I mean, it is the coolest fucking thing. I cannot wait to play dodgeball on a forge map with fusion coils. Like, Oh my God, it's going to be awesome. And then with a grapple shot, you can actually grapple a fusion coil and grab it and then throw it at your enemies. So, yeah the custom games with this with this fusion coil is just going to be ridiculous um make sure you use it as much as you can um if you get a direct hit on a spartan that doesn't have overshields, you will pretty much kill them or make them one shot guaranteed and then it has a little area of effect you know damage over time you know the, the flames from it uh very very few seconds will do damage and can kill them too uh it's amazing 10 out of 10 fusion coil <laughs> uh plasma carbine so we had to get to a downer Eventually, right? So, for whatever reason, 343 decided to take out the plasma rifle, storm rifle, and carbine and basically turn them all into one gun. And it's fucking atrocious. It's a three burst plasma weapon that is great at taking out shields, don't get me wrong. But once you take your shields out, for whatever reason, it does terrible damage. I guess kinetic damage, I don't know what you'd call it. But you don't kill anyone with this gun. So. I fucking hate that. I don't know if I've talked about it before when talking about Halo or any other games, but a a gun that is relied on to switch to another to get a kill, like once you, to basically finish the job, right? Once you take out the shields, I am not a fan of that shit. I really, really don't like it. If I pick up this gun, I want to get kills with it. That's the point of me picking it up. So I find it irritating. Like it's easier to plasma charge somebody and then kill them with a plasma pistol than try to shoot them with this thing. So, um, if you guys haven't figured it out or you're curious, yes, the plasma carbine is easily like no question about it. The worst gun in the game. So fucking terrible. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, we have, excuse me. We have, uh, the disruptor. So the disruptor is a shock, uh, handgun. It does change shock damage. If you hit certain targets, Um, It does damage over time to the Spartans once you shock them with it. And it's overall just a fun weapon to use, but it's a weapon that you should definitely pick up to overcharge um, vehicles and basically just help the team out. So don't be afraid to pick this gun up. It will get its job done. Uh, Next up is the shock rifle, a weapon I didn't really care for in the technical preview at first when I was using it in the custom games. But I gotta tell you, this gun's badass. If you hit somebody in the head with this, it is a one-shot kill, and they they give you the perfect medal for it. Uh, this gun can really, really help out your team. You can EMP vehicles, like I said, you can one-shot opponents. I mean, this gun is no slouch. Please pick it up if you see this gun. You know, get get good with it, right? You know, you can help your team out a lot by picking this gun up. Uh, the design's pretty cool too. You know, the, these whole. Uh, Electric-based weapons are pretty badass, to be honest with you. Uh, next up is the Ravager. So it's like a brute, um, plasma-based, like fiery plasma-based grenade launcher that you can also hold the uh, firing trigger, so your R-trigger. Uh, you can hold it down to shoot a big burst that creates a lava-looking you know, area. Uh, it's a cool gun. I think it needs a buff to be completely honest with you. I think it just needs to do more damage, but the design of it's cool and uh, I think it's a badass gun. I think the campaign version's cool too. Uh, I just think it needs a little bit more damage. So the plasma pistol does not EMP vehicles anymore, but it still can noob combo players very, very well. Switching from this gun to the sidekick or battle rifle or commander rifle to do a noob combo is no slouch. This gun is still amazing. Uh, be sure to pick it up and obviously them including the disruptor is the reason why they got rid of the overcharge with a plasma pistol on vehicles so it's a double-edged sword but uh, i'm cool with it i'm cool with it uh next up is the jackal's weapon the stalker rifle and it's basically the banished sniper rifle i don't know why they have to like keep making new weapons like it's like yeah dude the beam rifle exists just keep bringing it back anyways the stalker rifle is no slouch though as well it literally will destroy you three shots to the head gets a perfect headshot kill uh, this gun will definitely mess people up uh, the design of it's pretty cool it's like red and it shoots the red you know energy whatever you want to call it plasma uh, it's a very very fun gun to use I really recommend it especially for any of the marksmen out there uh, next up is the skewer the banished replacement for the spartan laser still don't know how I feel about that, but that is literally what they call it. I think in like the tips in the loading screen, I think it literally says that at the bottom of the screen, like it's kind of like this foreign loser. So the skewer is literally a weapon that shoots out a giant skewer and <laughs> can destroy vehicles very well. And also players, um, unfortunately the reloading animation for this gun is goes down to 30 frames a second when you're playing at 60. So it looks very, very choppy. If you were wondering why that's why. Um, I still think the gun's very cool. It's fun to use. Uh, it takes, there's a nice learning curve to it in my opinion, but once you figure it out, you are good to go. Uh, great gun, great gun, fix the animation three, four, three. Um, next up is the Sentinel beam. The Sentinel beam got a complete revamp. It's, it's still powerful, I guess it's like good. It's like borderline good, but I'm sorry. It's borderline okay to good. And what I mean by that is like, sometimes I use it and I'm getting kills like it's nothing. And then other times I feel like it doesn't kill fast enough. I don't know if that's inconsistency or the gun just needs a legitimate buff. Either way, the sound design for this gun is out of this world. Seriously. It's just, you got to listen to it. Go check the gun out when you get the game or if you haven't used it yet, please go pick it up. Uh, Next up is the wingman version of, or I'm sorry, the brute version of the wingman from Apex. It is the Mangler. So the Mangler is a uh, revolver that uses shotgun shells and it fucks people up. Uh, It's a very good gun. Uh, It's basically like the Mauler, but not, it's not a complete shotgun, you know? I don't know. I I really like it. I really like the Mangler. That's really all I have to say about it. That's really all I have to say about it. Uh, Next up is the Needler. The Needler is great. It's back and better than ever. God, I love this gun. Um, yeah, pink mist for life. Uh, next up is the energy sword. Energy sword is back as well. It's got a great um, swing distance, in my opinion. Um, very satisfying to get kills with this. And then the gravity hammer is back and better than, way better than ever. It's be- probably the best it's been since uh, Halo 3. Um, this gun fucking, or I'm sorry, this weapon shreds people up. Uh, if you see a gravity hammer, don't be afraid to pick it up because the area of damage it does is uh well it's uh it's pretty crazy to be completely honest with you uh, it does some serious damage and those are all the weapons in the game everyone so um i think the weapons that we have are amazing i can't wait to see what else they bring back from older games or maybe even new weapons that they add over time with the content updates um yeah they did good here they did very good so next up is vehicles and uh, i'm kind of just gonna glance over this cuz a lot of them are the same as they've always been there's only like a couple things i have or issues i have with a couple of them uh the warthog's great uh i just think it dies a little too fast but the audio for the Warthog's great. The chain gun's amazing. Probably the best it's been since Halo Three, because Halo 3's is really good. The Razorback is a more armored version of a Warthog. It's the passenger Warthog, but you can actually put uh, two power seeds, two fusion coils. You can put the the flag, or you can put the weapons on the back of it, and also carry a bunch of people. Uh, Vehicle super badass. I love what they did here. Uh, the mongoose is back. It's it's, it's the mongoose. Uh, the gun goose is back as well and it's very powerful. Don't be afraid to use it. And the Banshee. So this is a thing I want to talk about real quick. I feel like the Banshee sucks to be honest with you. I think it dies. Like, I think it blows up way too fast. I think, uh, it just doesn't last very long in my opinion. Um, but it's very fun to fly around. It's probably the best it's felt ever. I don't think there's ever been a better Banshee in terms of controls and just how nice it feels and you know, how fluid it is. Uh, it's very good. And I think that was their way of like counter uh, I'm balancing it versus mouse and keyboard players. Cause if you see video, if you look it up, you can find videos of MCC, you know, keyboard players playing a halo three with a Banshee and they're just able to whip it around. Like it's nothing well with the way that controls in this game, even controller players can kind of do that too. Now, not as good, but you know, you can still give it a shot. I think that really says a lot. Uh, next up is the ghost. <laughs> the ghost is amazing. Uh, the ghost is damn near flawless in my opinion. Some people think it's too strong. I don't. It's a ghost. It should it should sh- destroy stuff. Um, it does a very good job of that, and I th- I think it shouldn't get changed. Uh, the brew chopper though, this is a this is a vehicle that pisses me off. I think the guns are good, but they're not good enough to to go toe to toe with a warthog or a ghost and. You know, in Halo three, you can boost with the brute chopper and go through warthogs and stuff like you, you can destroy them. Uh, and the brute chopper can't do that. in Halo infinite can't go through a mongoose, can't go through a warthog, can't through, go through a ghost. And I really am not a fan of that. I, it's kind of like the whole oddball and catch the flag thing. Like, why is this not a thing? Why would we get rid of this? So I hope they fix that. Uh, the scorpion. Oh, It's gorgeous. I love hearing it. I love hearing it, you know, shoot. Uh, this vehicle is amazing. Uh, it's very easy to destroy teams with this vehicle if you get your hands on it. Uh, the Wasp is actually the same thing. So the Wasp is a little bit better than Halo 5. I would say damage output is better overall and and health as well. Uh, the Wasp is no slouch. Uh, they call this the slouch podcast because I keep saying it. Yeah, the, the Wasp is amazing. I, I really do love it. I've, I've loved it since it came out in Halo 5. I thought it was like one of the best things about Halo 5 is all of these things that they added, you know, post-launch, and I think the Wasp is a really good UNSC air vehicle. I still would like to see the Falcon come back if they're not going to put Pelicans in the multiplayer, but we'll see how that plays out. And then uh, last but not least is the Rocket Hog. It definitely fires more like the Halo 1 Rocket Hog from the PC version. Where it's just straight rockets. Whereas every other rocket hug version locks onto a target and then fires them all at once. Um, I like it. I think it needs a little bit of a buff, but I, I do like what they did here and I'm really glad they did it. And the vehicles are great. I can't wait to see what they add later on. Uh, next up is the grenades. The grenades are amazing. Uh, the dynamo grenades does the electricity stuff. So it's really fun to use plasma grenades, frags, you know how they are, but the spike grenades are back and they are amazing. They're extremely powerful. They are no joke. Please pick those up if you see them. I love how powerful they are. Uh, And then next up is the equipment. So I definitely want to talk about the equipment with you guys. So we got the grapple shot. (laughs) Easily the biggest game changer in Halo right now uh, is the grapple hook. Uh, I think it's very fun to use. I love it. And I think it's it's an amazing addition to Halo that can now never leave. Because I can't imagine playing these games without a grapple hook. I can't wait to play the campaign with it. I I really think that this is one of the smartest things they've ever done. And, uh, yeah, I think you guys are all going to love it too, or you might already love it. Uh, next up is the repulsor. The repulsor is something that can, you you know, if you press RB on it and you use your equipment, it can actually fire back rockets, other projectiles like the cinder shot. Um, I think the ravager too. And then it can also shoot back grenades And opponents too, you can pancake them into a wall if they're almost dead, or you can launch them off the map. Uh, The repulsor is great. Uh, Hands down. I I love it. Very happy to use it all the time. And then the drop shield, right? So the drop shield looked like a kind of a a weaker bubble shield, which it is kind of useless in some instances, but I've been using it a lot and I'm starting to see why they put it in the game. Um, if you throw the drop shield down at the right time, if you see someone coming at you with rockets and they shoot, the drop shield will, will take that shot for you. And that gives you a chance to fight back. Um, there's a lot of instances, though, where the drop shields really come in clutch. So don't be afraid to pick this up and put it to use. Uh, next up is the scan dart or um, target or the enemy locator. Basically, you shoot a dart at a wall and it locates the enemies like a sonar in that specified area. Very uh, Very cool. I like it. That's definitely a good way for people to see where other people are at. That's not Promethean vision. So I'm totally cool with that. Uh, next up is the thrusters. Yes, they made a return, but they are far, 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 far from being overpowered, broken, annoying. They're wonderful. And I think they're well balanced. Um, yeah, three, four, three with the equipment fucking killed it. Uh, I love it. Because uh, the camo is good. The camo basically makes you actually invisible. Like you go off the radar, it's hard to see you unless someone's paying attention. And the overshields are very powerful as well. And for the first time in any Halo, I think, um, besides the certain Halo 3 power up, if you can put it in multiplayer, I can't remember from the campaign, <coughs> uh, the camo and overshields, you don't use them right away when you pick them up. You can actually hold on to them and then use them at your, you know, when you want to. I'm not going to lie to you. I still pretty much use them when I pick them up, but having that option is very cool, but I like to just pick them up and then put back on my repulsor or grapple hook or grapple shot. Uh, yeah, so we're almost, uh, we're almost done here. So we got a little bit more of a critique, uh, part of the podcast. Uh, the bots themselves are amazing. Uh, my issue is when they, I really do like fighting the bots though. I think it's great. You can add them to your custom games and you can tune their difficulty. I love it. Uh, my only issue with the bots is if somebody drops out in quick play, you know, because they do get replaced by a bot, the bot is the most useless thing ever. Like I literally lost a match the other day, a 2v4, and I was killing it. I mean, I almost had like 30 kills or something, but the problem is the bots died. They went, they both went, o and like 17 and like, o and 14. Well, <sighs> if you take that back, all those deaths, right. And they either let the players come back in that unfortunately got dropped out or they just leave them empty. I probably would have won that match. And it's like, it's not everything's about winning every match, but it's just, it's just annoying. Like if you're going to replace people with bots, like at least make them like ODST difficulty or something like have them do something. I don't know. I just feel like they're just so useless when they get brought into a quick play match where someone got dropped out or quit. I'm not, not a huge fan of that. I hope they change that. So, uh, next up is a very, very important part of Halo Infinite's multiplayer. And that is the battle pass and the progression. So, and the daily and weekly challenges. So the battle pass itself is Heroes of Reach. Um, I think that it would have been nice for, uh, a little bit more armor customization to be included in the battle pass, kind of like MCC. I'm not saying they have to copy it. Like I know challenge, you know, swaps and XP boosts is what they want, but if they were to combine those two into <clears throat> the same level, instead of separating them, we could have had more slots for more, you know, uh, armor coatings and weapon or um sorry uh Well, yeah, weapon, weapon uh, coatings as well. And then uh, more armor pieces for the players to use. Uh, you know, I think as a, I mean, they could have just went and looked at other people's games and go, okay, here's how their first battle pass was. Let's, let's not do that. Or oh, maybe let's do that. Uh, yes, they could have done that, but they clearly didn't in my opinion. Uh, but I think as, as a first battle pass goes, I think the content you get is amazing. I, I love it. I finished it. Um, I think I paid for about, I think I did the math. And it's about like 48 levels is what I paid for. and then through all that experience or I'm sorry, all those levels I had, I basically use all my challenge swaps and my double experience. So, you know, take that for what you will. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some water real quick. I will be right back. All right. I am back. So, you know, I, I think, I think the armor customization was great that we got in it. But I think they need to offer a little bit more rewards for players. And then the progression is terrible. But in my opinion, they already fixed it to an extent. So the daily experience was terrible when it came out. And then they fixed it a little bit. And then they finally really fixed it. So at the time of this recording, it is now play a match, get, I think, 400 experience. And then your second and third match is 300 experience. And then your fourth and fifth are like 200. And then your seventh is 100 So in seven matches, your daily experience, like you get, you basically level up no matter what from just playing seven matches in the same day. Um, If I play seven matches in Apex, but I'm not completing certain challenges, I'm not gonna level up. (laughs) So I think people are kind of taking the experience now for granted. I'm saying like the this one that I just mentioned, not not the original one, not the middle one before Thanksgiving. Um, So I think they did good with that. My main issue with the challenges is. The kind of challenges they have you do are stupid and they're tied to playlists that aren't out, which is why I was saying earlier like hopefully they get those next playlists out so people can choose what they want to jump into and complete challenges. But my main thing is and I hope they replace this soon because I feel like it'd be pretty easy is the weekly challenges, right? So you can if you if you pay for the battle pass, you get four weekly challenges. If you're free to play, you know, entirely You can do three weekly challenges at a time. So why is it not all challenges at a time? I think it's like 20 challenges per week, including the ultimate. Why is it not like MCC? Why can't I just do that all at the same damn time? Like, it's just stupid, you know? Like, I understand that they don't want people to be done right away since, like, the next season doesn't even fucking start till like, May, I guess, which is really far out, so rip co-op. I just... I don't know. I think that's just a little too greedy in my opinion. Like you have enough events coming out. If you have these playlist changes, the, the community will stay alive and, and not everyone's playing every day. Like I did when it came out, you know, like the battle pass isn't going to be complete anytime soon for some people. Like they do need a lot of time. Thankfully they can take as long as they want. Cause it's never going to go away. But I'm just saying like, you didn't have to make it that egregious in my opinion. Um, I think some of the challenges are great. But I think I, I had, I don't think I had to personally rely on the challenge swaps. I had to tune it to me getting all the challenges done in in like one or two matches in a row, you know, like, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't feel like I should have to do that. So they definitely have a lot of work there to do with the progression and the challenges. And they already, you know, like I said earlier in the show, they already talked about this is, is on their list of things to do. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up real quick. I think the other armor customization is good, um, but now I'm gonna. I mean, these are two other main issues that I really have with the game is the armor coatings. So if you're not familiar, these are your colors. They got rid of the primary and secondary colors, and I, I really don't like how they did this. You know, I think the armor core is fine. So you have a Mark Five armor core, which is tied to heroes of reach it's not tied to it but it's it's basically for halos or heroes of reach so you can have your halo reach looking spartan is what i've been calling it i've been calling it the legacy armor core and then you have the mark 7 armor core which is what i've been calling the 343 armor core because it's all the new new armors that they have in armor pieces and then you'll have the event armors like the tenrai armor or i think it's the yoroi armor is what they call it um I think it's fine. I think the armor core thing is actually super badass. I really like going to my armor hall and seeing all these Spartans that I've designed, all my armors that I've created, right? I'm totally cool with that. My issue is the armor coatings and pieces being, no matter what, tied to certain armor cores, right? So if I unlock a certain color, like for instance, the Thanksgiving weekly ultimate was the Willow T armor armor coating and it was only for the mark 7 armor. Why is this not for my fucking event armor that I just unlocked? Or my battle pass armor the mark 5? I I'm not cool with that. Like they need to change this. It's it's just ridiculous. I i, I understand wanting to go down the coating route. Uh you know, I I play Destiny, you know, Destiny 2, so I I understand how that works. I'm not entirely opposed to it if you keep making good coatings. Um but to tie a coating to one armor core is just—it's just fucking stupid, and it's—it's it's very greedy in my opinion. And I don't know if like anyone really thought about that. Like I don't know if it's like someone just was told to make a decision and it kind of like slid by. I don't know, dude. But if I unlock a armor a fucking color, I should be able to use it on whatever armor I want. No question about it. And same thing goes with pieces. Like I, like I bought the shinobi swords because I thought they were really badass. And it'd be even cooler to use that on my other armor sets. Like it, everything needs to be universal. This has to happen. If it doesn't, that's fine. I'll deal with it. But I just think it's so stupid and short-sighted to, to do this. The, those two decisions as well. Like it's like, why would you do that? Like I don't mind paying for something, you know, depending on what it is. Because I didn't pay for this game, right? Like I, this is the first Halo I've never, like I haven't bought. My, with my own money right i mean it's, it's game pass so i don't mind like forking out a little bit of money to throw some support for three four three you know or whatever i'm cool with that but if an uh, armor coating i buy is only good for one armor then it's like well go fuck yourself so and that kind of leads to the next part of this conversation is the shop so i want to say at the top of this and even though some of the pieces they have in the shop are questionable for their price point I think people need to understand first and foremost that the the pricing of these items as a whole, I don't mean specific ones, like I don't mean the $10 pineapple chest. I mean specifically gold and epic, you know, legendary and epic, you know, bundles. That is the industry standard price. I wish we didn't see it in Halo, but Let's not pretend like everything here is overpriced. Apex will gladly charge you $8 for a weapon charm as well. So it's been done before. I don't think Halo needs to do it just because everyone else did it. So I really hope they figure something out there. Or they just offer more unique stuff in the shop. Like I had an Amazon $10 gift card, so I had no problem doing this. But I bought one of the Halo Reach bundles. And it gave me basically Noble Six's chest plate. It's just a regular... It's just a regular chess play with a knife on it because three, four, three decided to be greedy and take off all the knives off the reach armors. And I don't know why they did that, but they took them off the armor, the chest plates. And so you'll have to buy the armors later on with, I'm assuming with the knives, I don't fucking know. Um, when it comes to this, I don't mind, like I said, I really don't mind this game being free to play. I think it's amazing that everyone can get their hands on it for free, right? With the game pass. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's free. What am I talking about? It's the campaign with Game Pass. Um, I don't mind that it's free to play. I understand that they need to make money back, and gaming is a business. Investors, you know, Microsoft, they need to make some money back. I totally get it. They spent millions on this game with marketing and six years of development. But don't be stupid. Like, don't do stupid shit. Like, don't do the armor coatings tied to an armor core or don't take off a fucking knife a digital knife that we can't even use in assassinations because they're not in the game just because you want to make us spend another five bucks on it. And because, you know, dumbasses like me probably will. It's just it's just not right. Like, There's no problem with you getting money back for all the hard work that everyone put into the game. And then, like I just said, you have to make money back. It's a business. I totally get that. But some of this stuff is fucking stupid and I really don't like it but I'm a shill. So I'm probably going to buy it anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so that is the, um, partially negative part of the show, but it's not negative though. I, I really do believe it's constructive criticism. And I, I hope one day three, four, three, can hear this When If my podcast ever blows up, I, I obviously love three, four, three, and I love halo. And I understand the free to play market being an a-, a massive apex fan for the last few years and dabbling a little bit with Fortnite, and then seeing how destiny does their monetization I I get it, but I just wish it was done just a, just a little bit better. I'm not even asking for much like, you know, make the armor pieces complete, make them unique, make them universal, call it a day. That's it. And then slightly change the prices. Like unless you make them that unique, then whatever. But, uh, I don't know. They got a little bit of work to do there. And as I said, with everything else so far, where that was a critique, they already addressed it and they heard it loud and clear. Even the developers don't like it. So, that will be fixed over time. Uh, yeah. So real quick, I just want to talk about the first event, the fracture 10 event. So this was our Japanese, uh, samurai armor event, uh, the Ronin looking armor. Um, so if you get to level five on the event pass, you get your, Yoroi armor core, and then you can go to the shop and pretty much buy the rest of the armor parts for it, armor pieces for it. Um, the battle, the event battle pass is 30 levels, and there is specific orange highlighted event challenges that you can complete, which would automatically level you up in this event battle pass, as well as give you experience in your regular battle pass. Uh here's the thing. So I like the fiesta. I thought this the fiesta was fucking badass random spawn uh random weapons random equipment and then on behemoth random fucking vehicles and then if you take it to custom games on a big team battle map you can actually on the, if you turn weapon pads on you can actually play with the campaign variant weapons so Fiesa is back and better than ever in my opinion uh so that was really cool to play but and the in the armor core itself is cool uh my issue is you can't complete this event in one go. They're separating it out between three months. So it already went out and played. And then it will come back January 4th, I think. And then it comes back again in February to finish all 30 levels. And it's like, if I completed the challenges, you know, just let me level up. Cause I think every challenge should be an event challenge. So it should take like all 20 weekly you have and just make them all for the event and your battle pass. Like they I don't know. I don't know how they want to do that. But being, being stuck at level seven on a bat art event, like day one, you know, I don't know. It's just fucking stupid. Um, it's a little too greedy, in my opinion. Like I, you want to spread it out because you don't have a lack of content because they also have a tactical ops event coming out, which has like a, a Mark V variant, you know, like the Halo Combat Evolved helmet. It has a variant of that. And then... It has more armor pieces and stuff. And then you have the cyberpunk type event. I forgot what it's specifically called, but then you have like a needler mohawk that you can get and some other wacky shit. So that's two other events they already have planned. And then also a Christmas one. So that's four events and you're spreading them out like that. I hope the other ones aren't spread out like that, but uh, I'm just, uh, I'm not cool with it. I'm not cool with it. I think the armor is cool. And I, I think that, it's kinda of sucks that they they, you know, showed off this one specific armor set and said, You're gonna get this for free and then when the event comes out, that's not even what's free. You know? It's gonna be in the shop for twenty bucks probably, with the helmet and all that and I don't know. Uh it's a learning process for them. Um, it's kind of a bummer. I really wish they would have figured it out by watching other games do their stuff, but it was still a fun event if I'm being honest with you guys. Um, the armor is super cool. I like the idea of these non-canon like fantasy armors. I think it's a great idea for fans out there and you know, that, that like this kind of shit. Uh, you know, like I said, Fiesta was fucking really cool. So that alone made it worth it. Um, I'm just curious to see how it plays out, you know, with the feedback, I I really, you know, and that's why this review isn't definitive. It's going to be the launch review and, i know i'll probably review this game a year from now um not really opposed to that to be honest with you so yeah that's that's halo infinite multiplayer my overall thoughts is they have a long road ahead but i think what we got at the in the overall package at launch is amazing i think um i wish we had a lot more to be honest with you but the 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 gameplay is what i'm here for with halo Yes, I like playing Fashion Halo and, you know, wearing badass armor and, you know, feeling cool, looking cool with my armor. But I, I really do think that uh, this multiplayer experience is great. If I had to score it, I'd probably give it an eight out of 10, to be honest with you guys. I mean, I, I know I just critiqued a lot there, but there's also a really, there's a huge amount to be very grateful for. And, well, not grateful for I'm, that. I mean, I'm grateful for it, but a lot to praise, you know, with the gameplay, the mechanics, the equipment, the sound design, the music, the level design, the the sandbox. There's a lot of good here. There's no question about it. There's there's so much good here that all that all the critiques that are legitimately good critiques in my opinion and that will weigh down the community, um they just got to fix that stuff. That's it. They just got to work on that and fix it and make it happen. So guys, we did it. It's been a long time coming. Six years I've been waiting for this. The Halo campaign review will be out next week. I am your host, Ryan, and this is the It Just Works podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show. I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to have you guys back. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye.